Welcome everybody to Shutter Shuffle. We are discussing um, the Changeling, a 1980 Canadian horror film. Uh, this this gets passed around as a very influential film, and I can kind of see why. Because the one thing I was noticing a lot is well, watching it is, you know, this this movie is like this, and this like this, and this this. Uh, so I'm curious, Torgo, what your experience with the movie was. Well, I mean, we should briefly talk about the plot, which is uh, it's this uh, composer played by the great George C. Scott. And uh, the movie opens with kind of his backstory and you learn that he loses his wife and daughter in an in a accident. And then later we cut to the future and he buys this mansion or they're like this house of some kind and it's it's a haunted house and um <laughs> it's a pretty basic story um aside from that but there's kind of a mystery going on to what exactly is the thing haunting the house i did skip a step so i appreciate you taking this back a step so yeah can I say my biggest disappointment with this movie is? Yeah, go ahead. The opening has nothing to do with the rest of the plot of the movie. Um, it, I can kind of see it thematically, but plot-wise, it has nothing to do with what else happens. I I thought for sure it was going to be the ghost of his kid or his wife, and now it's just some random ghost. Well, I think the whole reason he cares about this is because he loses his kid. He's a he's a father that loses his kid. So, you know, and you know the the whole mystery of the thing is you don't know at first what's haunting the house, and then you find out it's it's the ghost of a kid who was killed by his father. What's the kid's um, name? Yeah, and and he was replaced with something what they call a changeling, and he he's like a more healthy version of of uh, the kid because the kid had some sort of illness. I don't know. <laughs> so the kid was not was diagnosed to not be able not survive past like eighteen, and he was yeah. supposed to inherit some big fortune. So the father kills him in a probably the most horrifying scene in the movie. It's he just like disturbing. grabs his legs and holds him under, mm -hmm. and then he gets this other kid, this changeling. Which I'm glad you pointed it out because I never clicked that that's why this is called the changeling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what? And then the kid haunts the haunts the uh, haunts this house. But uh, what's the kid's name? I think wasn't it Jason. Or Joshua? It's a it's like a J name. Josh. <laughs> I forget. It's Joseph. Joseph. Okay. How dare you forget Joseph? <laughs> I should have remembered that. Um, this but... review is sponsored by uh, Sheepdog Whiskey. Not really, but if they wanted to sponsor me, I'd, I'd accept that. I would say though, my overall impression on the movie is. Um... <laughs> I thought it was fine. It didn't leave a whole impression on me, really. 
Um, it's funny though because we're viewing another haunted house movie. We a couple of weeks ago we did House, um, which is also kind of just like eh, like it's okay. But that it's movie was at least than... that movie's at least more memorable because of how crazy it is. This movie, you know, there's nothing in it that's really um, noticeably good or noticeably bad. It's all just. It's really just like an average haunted house movie. I, I would paranormal. describe this. So I, I'm of two minds. One part of me would describe this as white bread. It is serviceable. But on the flip side of that, is it only serviceable because we've seen so many other movies pick from this film uh, yeah, and true. include elements in better films? But at the same time, like, I don't know. Does Should that affect... Should seeing... Plot points taken to put in other films that may be better than this affect how good this movie is because this movie's just kind of there. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm honestly struggling to remember a lot from what happened in it. I was honestly pretty bored for like the middle of this movie. I don't know about you. And this might sound like a dick move, but. I question this with a couple of movies that we've watched on here. At what point are you no longer a horror movie? Like, this mm -hmm. is barely a yeah. horror film, right? Well, you know, there are scares in it, obviously, and, you know, the whole thing's about a ghost haunting a house, but you're right, like, most of the movie, it kind of just becomes, like, a mystery, or, like a, like, a detective film, and I'm actually fine with that. It's just... And it's hard to describe. Like, there's not a lot in there that had me wanting to watch more or was really engaged uh, with it. So, do you think that made it a more personal story and kind of connected that opening and might have made this movie a little bit better? Yeah, no, I agree. Because you know, then you have a reason to care and you have a reason to keep watching. Whereas this whole senator guy just kind of comes out of nowhere and he's like one of the more important characters in the movie by the end. I will say if there's one thing that's outright bad, I think with this movie is, you know, that lady that he's kind of working with until she just kind of disappears for large chunks of the movie. Yeah. Some of her line delivery is kind of bad. Yeah, she wasn't great. <laughs> I think George C. Scott carries the movie a lot, well, because he's a great actor. Um, I, he's I'd say really, he looks gives... really familiar. Oh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's in Doctor Strange Love, whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, he should have been in Doctor Strange. Um. But yeah, no, I mean, overall, this movie just kind of strikes me as just okay. Um, yeah, this, this is probably going to be a short review because, like, <laughs> it, it's this is a like if it, a popular YouTuber, a YouTuber that you and I both watch, likes to use food metaphors. If I were to use yeah. a food metaphor, this is like vanilla icing. It's like, yeah, it's like vanilla ice cream. It's serving, it's like, like, it doesn't taste bad, but, you know, it's... Nobody's favorite, favorite ice cream is vanilla. Vanilla. Yeah. Now, I should also yeah. just state for the record as well, and I think you knew this, 
I do have kind of a bias against this movie because I hate haunted house movies. The the experience you're having with this movie is the experience I have with almost every haunted house movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it is a bunch of nothing and then a big third act that's supposed to be cool, but it's just stupid. This didn't even have a cool third act. Yeah. It's just a guy going upstairs. Yeah. Well, um, I don't usually have that with paranormal films. I usually... That's more one of my favorite subgenres of horror, but I did really have that experience with this movie where it's just like, yeah, I'm just really bored. Not a whole lot's happening. I don't mean to keep crapping on this movie, though, because like you said before, it is influential and I can see like how it went on to inspire some other movies. Um, I think this is a, a textbook definition of this movie needs to exist. But we need to admit that we've surpassed it. Well, I think it's one of those things where it's probably important. It's an important film that I think most people need to watch just for how influential it is. But it's not something I would consider one of the best horror films. Yeah, well, and like that goes back to what I said. It's like, we need to acknowledge this is an important movie. And I would recommend watching it if you like this subgenre of the of the larger genre. But I've always had this thing that I think there are certain movies that film nerds or just the general public need to admit that we've moved past. Like, it's okay to like them and it's okay to enjoy them, but the premise has been done better, and I think this is one of those. Yeah, yeah I can definitely see that. <laughs> um, you know, like I said before, though, acting from George C. Scott's pretty good. Um it did have some disturbing moments, like we said, the death of the sun, and some other moments I thought were pretty well done. But like, yeah, it's not something I'd ever go back to. Yeah, I, the only one of the movie, yeah, like I would never go back to this, just to be honest with you. Like, sorry, Changeling, but you're, you're, you're like, you're serviceable. Um, did you did you even understand the whole changeling thing? Like, what is a changeling? In this so I okay. So I understand it as they define it in the film. He basically replaced his son with another kid. I've never heard yeah. of this before, and I also don't understand how this worked because surely somebody would be like, wait. That doesn't look like Joseph. Yeah. I mean... To be fair, know. though, he, this is a rich and powerful senator family. If They probably threw a god, godly amount of money at people to be quiet. Yeah, just cover that shit up. But you know? I have never heard of this, and honestly, I had to look it up after the movie to make sure that's what was happening. Because like you, I started to date... Like, just my eyes would glaze over at parts. I was like, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's like George, George C. Scott has that line <laughs> near the end where he's like, I think he says like, yeah, you're, you're the changeling. And I'm like, what, what is that? That sounds like a science fiction thing. Yeah. I've that never heard sound of like that. a paranormal. That doesn't sound like you wouldn't call a real person a changeling, or at least I had never heard that until watching this movie. <laughs> that, that has to be made up for this, right? Like, I'm, and yeah. I'm sure that some, something like this happens in reality. 
but I, I guess that's something I'll give it. I've never seen a premise like this, or at least I've never mm-hmm. seen the answer be that insane. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, um, I almost kind of wish that the boy had still been alive and was like just trapped in that attic for twenty years. Oh, but weird. <clears throat> yeah, or but when they find his bones um, under that that person's house. So this had to be... Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot about it. So this had to be a conspiracy, right? Like, there were multiple people in on it. Yeah, well, that's what I was always thinking, is that, like, the whole town or the whole area was, like, covering it up, and it was kind of an open secret among, like, the higher-up people. Also, how did this kid never know? I... Maybe he... I'm... He probably did know, but he just didn't want to think about it or admit to it. No, because the way the movie plays, he is in deep denial until the very end of the movie. And he only Mm -hmm. believes it when the ghost shows him what happened. Well, I think it could be a case of he did know this. Because I think they get him when he's 18, right? They replace. Is that when they replace? They don't um, specify how old the kid is. But he could no. He had to be in his like mid teens because the the reason they do this is he probably wouldn't live to see eighteen. Oh right. Okay. Did you even well, watch know. the movie? <laughs> I mean, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I imagine that he probably does know about it, but he's in deep denial because he thinks his father is such a great man. It's like one of those things where it's like one of those hard truths you don't want to admit to yourself but like you know it is true yeah i think that's that might be the intention but it's not the way it plays because he's yeah like because the first time they meet he gets really mad and then he has this guy fired and he's convinced it's blackmail he only really starts to believe it at the end but like he's got to be 14 or 15 when the swap happened it would make more sense if he was playing dumb but the movie never gives you any kind of context to that. Yeah, not really. It's just like, well, we've got the we've we've got the solution. How do we get to the answer? Eh, who cares? Yeah. No, I'm sure they put more thought into it than that. But we could be completely missing something. We could be. Uh, part of part of the issue with this movie is just the taste thing. Like I said, I don't like these paranormal haunted house movies. Every one of them is seen. I have the same reaction as this one. Um, at some point, I'll watch the Amityville Horror, but I don't have my hopes up. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I'll see that, too. Well, Torgo, do you have any final words for The Changeling? Uh, Not really. I mean, I think it's <laughs> worth watching if you like this subgenre. That's um, definitely an influential film, like we talked about before. George C. Scott's really good in it. Uh, not really much else to say. Overall, I think I'd give it like a 3 out of 5. You know, it's funny. You read my mind. I am also going to give it a 3. And my display cap, my window capture just broke. There it goes. Oh, no. So, Torgo, are you ready for the best part of tonight, of the episodes? We're going to spin the wheel. Yes, we are. Hell yeah.
Here's hoping we get the long-awaited Texas Chainsaw 2. Oh, oh! Oh. We are doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 next week. Hell yeah! <laughs> it's about time. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> and for anyone... This is the one we've been wanting to do, so I am super excited. Uh, That's going to be the it for this episode. Again, sorry it wasn't longer. There's just not really a lot to say about this movie, but I'm sure we will have plenty to say uh, next week when we finally do Texas Chainsaw 2. Uh, Torgo, as always, it's been a pleasure, man, and I will see you next week. Yeah, see ya. Have a great night, everybody.